Hey, you're listening to Down a Wayward Path, and this is Thomas. Thank you for listening to today's episode ahead of time. Um, today I'm going to talk about my experience with the goddess um, in relation to Gnosticism, and then um, that's going to turn into how she currently has manifested in my life or on my path. So, in a nutshell, this episode's pretty much about a call to the goddess, I guess. Yeah. So I hope you listen to the whole thing, but if you don't, I appreciate any time you took to listen to this. I'm grateful for that and your time. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in. So I wanted to start out this episode with just a quote from Monimus, who is an uh, was an Arabic Gnostic teacher. Um, and this quote comes from The Refutation of All Heresies um, by Hippolytus, um, who he attributes this quote to Monmus. But Monmus says, Abandon the search for God in the creation of and other matters of a similar sort. Look for him by taking yourself as a starting point. Learn who it is who within you makes everything his own and says, My God, my mind, my thought, my soul, my body. Learn the sources of sorrow, joy, love, hate. Learn how it happens that one watches without willing, rests without willing, becomes angry without willing, loves without willing. If you carefully investigate these matters, you will find him in yourself. I just thought that was an interesting quote, um, and I like it, so I figured I would share it. I actually have this quote um, or I used to have it hanging on my bedroom wall somewhere. It got packed into a box at one point when I moved and I should probably hang it back up because I really like it. Um, but anyway, so, and this does kind of like loosely relate to the episode and that will probably make more sense here in just a little bit, or it may not, I don't know. Um, but what I've noticed is, well, I've noticed this a very long time ago, but things don't always go as planned. Um, I know this is not a revelation for most people, uh, or probably anyone, hopefully. But maybe there's that lucky person whose plans never go astray. Um, that's awesome. I'm happy for you if you are that person. Like last week, this week's episode outline has gone out the window, um, but this time not before it was completed. So like halfway through the outline, I'm like, no, this is not it. This is not it. Um, so I'd like to first off say this and every episode is dedicated to the goddess and God in whatever form they may take. This is something I feel that I should have stated in the very first episode, but only said it in my mind. Um, and I think saying that out loud um, does a little bit more service to that dedication. I decided that I would prepare this episode Sunday afternoon after I had looked at this purple beeswax candle that I had received in a subscription box I thought that, like, well, actually, I was thinking, like, what am I going to do with this candle? What should I use it for? Um, and then in my head, like, kind of, um, I guess, what popped into my head was, like, hey, anoint this candle with your triple goddess oil, light it, light your meditative incense, and work on your podcast. I thought this was a brilliant idea and firmly believed it came from the goddess. Um, and I collected all those materials together, I headed over to my partner's house. And I went to set up everything, and the incense was missing. I could have sworn I put it in my bag. It ended up being on my counter. Um, 
at home. When I got back home, there it was. So, of course, my normal routine for when something doesn't quite go right is to begin to double, triple, quadruple, check things pointlessly, I might add. As I was about to take my third look around, I could feel a voice, um, and I did say that right, feel a voice, um, encourage me to let go to what was planned and accept what is, which I think is really good advice on any given day, but it felt really strong in that moment. Um, so now what I would like to tell you is, I guess, uh, a story of my first memory of the goddess. At least the first time I heard her in a dream, that is. Um, and we'll never forget this dream. I can't remember specifically when it happened, um, but I know it was in my early 20s. Um, shortly after, I had started to read about Gnostic Christianity, um, and I mentioned that book by Elaine Pagels um, about Gnosticism, which is a great book. She seems to be a very good scholar, um, but that is just my opinion. Someone else may think differently. But anyways, her book jump-started jump me into a different path, into that Gnostic path. Um, and what propelled me even further down that path was this dream. And this dream wasn't colorful or extravagant or intricate. It was extremely simple. It was black. Everything was all black. And there was a silhouette of white um, that was made in the shape of two heads, one feminine, one masculine, both pointing away from each other, but directly connected. And the silhouette started out small and began to slowly expand with each part of the head expanding further and further from the other. During this expansion, a female voice narrated, the, narrated um, stating, we were alone. I wanted to know more than each other, so I began to search, to look, to wonder until I was lost. Now we search to find each other. And that was it. Short and to the point, um, but still powerful enough that I've never forgotten it. This dream only loosely conforms to Gnostic cosmology, depending on the source of the cosmology. To the Gnostic, this would have been the Sophia separating from her counterpart and I'm going to say this probably completely incorrect because I'm not Greek or fluent in Greek. Um, Theolitas, Theolitas. Um, and it was this separation that caused the creation of matter, um, what the Gnostics sometimes called the Demerge, um, who created the material world. Sometimes he's also called Idalaboeth, and I probably pronounced that incorrectly too. Um, so anyways, uh, just a brief conceptualization of Gnosticism does not do it justice by any means. And this is Christian Gnosticism. I'm not familiar with other forms of Gnosticism, um, but I'm assuming the cosmology is somewhat similar, but that's just an assumption. And, and my goal isn't to give anyone a lesson on Gnosticism. I'm not qualified. Um, I encourage anyone that's interested to search, question, and explore to find the answers for yourself. One last thing to note about Gnosticism um, is that there are traditions to this religion that still exist today. It did not die out with the rise of Catholicism 
Um, it did not get stamped out like the early Christian church had hoped. Um, and, and some of these traditions are mystery traditions, initiatory mystery traditions. Um, there's like a church of the, or I think it's called the Apostolic Church of Gnosticism um, with its own dogma. And, and I'm not saying dogma in a negative term. I just mean it in the sense they have their own uh, ideology and whatnot, right? Um, or you can just practice it solitary on your own. You can really practice anything solitary on your own if you want to. There's really no rules when it comes to your path. Um, aside from like, you have to work, you have to work it to make it work. Um, so the, the, the Gnostic texts that, you know, I've referred to before are, um, like the, the came from the Nakamoti Codex. There's some that I believe came from the Dead Sea Scrolls. And I've mentioned before, I've like actually read multiple translations of the Nakamoti Codex. Um, and I've tried to read a couple different translations of the Dead Sea Scrolls, and they're so fragmented, it just was difficult for me. Um, mostly because my attention span waned, trying to figure out, hmm, what could these missing words have been? Um, and some of it just didn't make sense to me, I'm going to be 100% honest. But the Nakamoti Codex, I don't know why I keep wanting to say Codex, maybe that's how you pronounce it? I don't think so, I think it's Codex. Um, is pretty interesting. Within that text, there are answers to questions. You just have to search, which kind of relates back to that dream. And those same answers to whatever those questions might be, well, there's questions in the, in the text that will arise, and then there's answers that will arise from those questions if you search. And if you continue to search through other texts, such as the Old Testament and New Testament, you will see Gnosticism start to emerge, or at least things that relate back to the early Christian sects of Gnosticism. Um, and I feel like in my head, when I said sect, it sounded like sex, but S-E-C-T, um, plural. So, yeah, if you search for the answers, you'll find it. You'll find evidence of Sophia or the Holy Wisdom in the Old Testament. You'll find signs of um, you know, the Logos or the Word in the New Testament, particularly the Gospel of John. Um, it has a very Gnostic tone to it. Um, also, I guess like you can actually hear kind of like a call to the goddess, at least Sophia in Psalms. There's multiple different Psalms where um, it says wisdom calls out. And that's literally what Sophia means. It's wisdom. So, yeah. Okay. I feel like I got kind of sidetracked there. That's not necessarily a bad thing. What I believe Sophia was telling me was a multifaceted message. One part of this message is life exists as a way for the universe to know and not know itself. Another part is that is that if I search for answers, I will find an answer. And I think the, I want to re-highlight that. If I search for answers, I will find an answer, a answer. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the right answer or the answer I was looking for or the best answer, but I will find an answer um, that will 
probably lead me to another question, to another answer, and I think that's okay because I think that's how you grow within anything, but particularly in a spiritual path. I did have another similar dream or daydream because I remember being um, somewhat awake. I'm not sure how to categorize it. It related to a male. Um, I've always thought of it as like the cosmic male, and I don't know if that's actually a thing because I've never thought about Googling it. I'm going to be honest, back when I had this dream, Google was was around, but maybe not huge, and I'm pretty sure I still had dial-up um, internet, so like internet searches were slow. Um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, now that I've carbon dated myself, let me move on. And I'm going to talk about actually that dream in another episode. Um, that was an interesting one also. I think it's important to listen to the messages that the divine feminine and masculine are sending to me. Sometimes it feels like a subtle thought that didn't come from me. Sometimes it feels like a gut instinct. And sometimes it's a series of coincidences that happen quickly over a short period of time. For example, I keep running into things about shadow work, TikToks, Instagram posts, books, websites. Um, and right before this episode, I actually pulled a card from my Goddess and Sirens Oracle deck. And the card was Hakate. Um, it represents illumination and working on shadow work, which is ironic because, like I said, I keep getting running into messages about shadow work in different places. Um and I've been thinking in my head, it's like, well, I really need to do that part to actually like work this path well. I have to work on my shadow side. I have to work on the aspects that I may not be as comfortable with. And I feel like this card just kind of like propels me into that direction, whether it's coming from Hakate or another aspect of the goddess. I'm not sure, but I like it. Anyways, um... feel like that was a more direct message for me. Anyways, okay. Kind of a coincidence, and I tend to think coincidences are signs or messages. But I feel like I'm getting slightly off track. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about the call of the goddess, because as it relates to my to my path, my my map, my plan. So I'm going to read a version of The Call of the Goddess in the book, Self-Initiation for the Solitary Witch. This book is by Shan Daraman, um, and this is found on page 42. I like this book. It's pretty interesting. It's just another tool that I can use on my path. Um, and I don't think this is the original Call of the Goddess, um, and I believe that possible. I mean, who knows what the original one is. But, um, because it's probably part of a initiatory Wiccan coven, and to post the original one would mean you're breaking an oath, I believe, but I'm not sure. I'm not an expert on those things. Um, so here it is. She writes, and I'm assuming it, she's a she. Anyways, the author writes, Come together, O followers of the Lady. Gather round when you are ready during the nights, when the moon is full. Hear my sacred call to you. Dance and sing all in my name. Make love and music all the same. For I am the essence of femininity. Joining in love is my affinity. 
I am the love that binds all things. I am the song the lover sings. Mine is the chalice of the water of life, whose truth washes clean all fear and strife. Mine is the earth in all its forms. I am the calm seas as well as the storms. Let none stop you once you begin to seek joyous union here and again. For all these things shall you live and learn, and then to me shall you return. So, I like to call the goddess. It's kind of like guidance, right? And part of me believes that for my own path, I need to meditate on what is the messages that the goddess is giving me. What is she asking me to do or encouraging me to do and and write my own call? And like, this is just me developing my path, right? Because I do believe that there is a God and a goddess. Um, I do believe they have many forms. Um, And whether that might be an archetype or separate gods and goddesses or, or whatever, at the end of the day, I think, I don't know, I guess I, I think there's this, this one power and it's divided into multiple powers. Does that make sense? Um, so yeah, so I like this, this version of the call of the goddess. It's a little, it's a little lovey, which I guess that's nice. Um, that makes me sound like I, I don't like love. I do like love. Um, I know there's some things in it that definitely must speak to her, the author, um, because this is her version of it. So it gets me thinking, what do, what is the goddess asking me to do? What is the goddess telling me? I think it's important to write your own call. Well, let me rephrase that. For me, I think it's important for myself to write my own call to the goddess. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the call to the goddess that I just read or other ones that I've read um, in books or on the internet. I think they're all beautiful. Um, but they don't necessarily speak to me. And when you when you look at people's personal paths that they share with you, whether it's on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, everyone's path is slightly different. Everyone's interpretation of what their practices or what their religious practices are or the meanings are are slightly different, and that's not wrong. It's just how they're relating to the world, right? Their perception of the world is their perceptions, their experience, Um, and it's the same thing for me. So for me, I am going to write my own call to the gods, or actually I already have. And I think it's kind of personal, so I don't necessarily want to share it here. Um, But I will share, like, the first first couple sentences um, just to give you an idea of where my thought process was or, I guess, what, when I focused on this, when I thought about it, what came to me. And it begins with, seek me when you are ready and show your love for me by what you sow into the world. I am the goddess of all and represent that which is nothing. So those are just the first two sentences. And clearly, I can see it. Like there's clearly some Christian um, 
tone to it, in a sense. And I don't think that's wrong. Um, I think, realistically, in the United States, I mean, colonial Christianity permeates our culture like a fungus. Um, and that sounds kind of negative towards Christianity. I don't think Christianity is necessarily a negative religion. I think colonial Christianity has shaped um, a very oppressed culture that benefits a specific group of people over others. Um, But in and of itself, I don't think every aspect of Christianity is wrong or bad. Um, But like when I think about how I want to act in the world, what I want to react to, what I want to do, if I focus, for me, when I focus on love, when I focus on kindness, when I focus on, you know, being true to my values, I tend to be happier, um, even when sad things happen. Um, I tend to be more willing to embrace the sadness in my life that occurs, and more willing to accept the frustrations. That doesn't mean I'm always perfect at those things. I'm certainly far from it. I think negative thoughts, um, I can be super judgmental at times um, and somewhat crass and uh, sometimes blunt. Not blunt in the way like I was when I was in my early 20s and I had this thought process of, oh, I'm just telling the truth. Well, no, I'm not just telling my perception. Sometimes your perception is hurtful and doesn't actually make it the truth just because that's your perception. I've grown since my 20s and realized like, okay, I can be blunt and tactful. I can be... um, true to myself and be kind Um, and I feel like that message these values that I have align with the goddess at least my perception of her Um, but I'm not like I'm not walking around with rose colored glasses on there are shadow aspects to the goddess and the god It's like there are shadow aspects to people. Um, Yeah, so anyways, I don't know, this this episode now is making me reflect. Um, Not in a bad way, just like in a positive way. Um, So, this is me developing on my path at the end of the day, and I think that's a positive thing for myself, and I hope that by sharing my journey on this path it helps other people to find their own path um, or at least know that anything that they're struggling with or thinking they're not necessarily alone in it Um, which I know can be a normal human phenomenon of thinking gosh I'm just so lost I'm so alone or I'm so this or I'm so that chances are there are other people that think the same thing or feeling the same way you just have to search and seek find it. At least that's been my experience. So I wanted to thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate the time that you spent listening to any of my podcasts for however long you did listen to it. Hopefully you listened to the whole thing, but if you didn't, that's fine too. I'm grateful for the time that you did spend listening to it. I'm grateful for the positive and negative thoughts that you may be sending my way after listening to it. I'm grateful for Um, the universe and all of those things. I hope that you all have a great 
rest of your day and week. And I hope that your path um, that you are traveling down, it, it ends up being a good path for you. I just hope that like you're able to travel it, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I stumbled around a lot there. I'm basically trying to say I'm so grateful for life and everyone that is listening to this podcast or not listening to it. Um, Because at the end of the day, those are the things that make the world what it is. Um, I think it's really cool, too. It looks like there's people in Ireland, Russia, and Singapore listening to my podcast, in addition to the United States. I think that's fantastic Um, and super cool. I know, like, 20, 30 years ago, doing something like this would not have been possible, at least not that I'm aware of. So, like I said, enjoy the rest of your day and week. And, yeah, thanks.